Hi, welcome to the Mordant Matriarch Podcast. I am Kim, your matriarch extraordinaire, and this episode is going to be a little bit different. I've been working on several podcasts. I have three that are in the writing phases, um, but I'm working through some crazy stuff in my life right now, so it's really hard to focus. But I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, stress. Stress as a parent is ridiculous. Stress as a mother is ridiculous times two. Because not only are you expected to be taking care of your own needs, but you're taking care of the needs of your entire family. And you're expected to hold it together for everything. I mean, falling apart is not an option. Sure, there's a time where you need to show emotion in front of your kids, you know, to let them know that they hurt your feelings or that they did something that wasn't nice or something that was bad. Um, you know, it's okay to raise your voice once in a while. Nobody's perfect. But as far as handling stress for a woman, they say go to yoga or go to a therapist, which I agree with, but I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, a little bit later in the podcast. Um, you know, go in your bedroom and put your essential oils in your lamp and relax. Nobody ever says that it's okay for you to have a temper tantrum like a three-year-old. And that's completely okay. I mean, within reason, as long as you don't live there, you know, go upstairs, go into your bedroom, lock the door, cry into your pillow, kick your feet into the mattress, get the negative energy out. Once you clear some of the negative energy, it makes it a lot easier to deal with stress. I mean, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous seems to be my favorite word right now. But it's ridiculous to think that by keeping in all of that negative energy, it's going to make it any easier for anybody to deal with anything. You know, it's like, um, I like to write. So when I'm not throwing a temper tantrum, which has been known to happen, by the way, and that's okay. I write down what's going on in my head. Oh, and it is not pretty sometimes. I mean, I don't, it's called free writing, and I just start to write, and whatever comes, comes. The grammar's horrible. Sometimes the spelling's horrible. And for me in particular, uh, that's really hard for me to do. But... By the time I get to the end of it and I go back and I read what I wrote and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that I felt this way about this situation. It, it got out whatever was blocking it in and gave me a real insight into what my problem was so that I could tackle it head on. Because you always try to come at things from the outside or from the back or from the front or from whatever instead of facing that problem head on and being realistic about how you feel about things. And that's something that's really frowned upon, being realistic about how you feel about things. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a difference between taking something on head on and judging something. Because usually when you're judging, you're judging somebody else and somebody else's actions and they have absolutely no space in your head. You've got you've to kick that out. You can't let somebody else's opinion into the space in your head. 
So when you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, I don't like the way that my daughter is behaving. I have tried time out. I have tried spanking. I have tried rewards. I have tried praise. I have tried anger. I have tried it all and I am at a loss. Then you know that there's a there's something else that you need to do, but you need to sit and look at the problem and say, okay, look, I can't solve this problem by myself. And that's okay. It's okay to get outside help when you have exhausted every other avenue that you can think of because an outside person uh, can look look at things differently than you. They're not as close as you are. And my husband used that example really well the other day. He was angry with me because I didn't take his advice about something. Um, and we won't talk about the fact that he thought I should just take his advice about something because he's my husband without any logical reason behind it. And uh, if, if you've known me for any amount of time, you know that that's just not even acceptable. And you'd think after almost 22 years, he would have figured that out by now. But I digress. But he he wasn't necessarily right about the situation, but he was right in his reasoning because I'm too close. I am looking at something with my nose to the mirror so that I can't see peripherally other options, other solutions. And, you know, yes, he's my husband, but he's, he's far away. So he's outside of a lot of situations. I mean, he has all the information, but he's not looking it in the eye every day. So he can come at it from a different angle and he'll say, hey, you know, I saw that you tried this, but why not do it like this? Because from what I see, this is, you know, what's causing the problem. And if you get rid of what's causing the problem, the problem should go away. And I'm like, wow, yeah, I really didn't see that because I'm in the middle of things and I'm emotionally either up or down or out or sideways or inside out or God only knows what. And I can't see, I hate this, I hate the cliche, but I can't see the forest for the trees. I'm so up close and personal. All I can see is what's happening right in front of me. So, you know, my husband in, in that particular case was my outside help. But for the problems that I can't solve, even with his outside help, I, I go to a professional. Um, I mentioned therapy earlier in this podcast, and we're having some massive um, changes to our family dynamic right now. And it's just got everybody is just flustered trying to deal with this and, and figure out how we're going to move forward from this, this event that has literally changed our entire family's life. And my daughter um, was affected most directly by this. So she's uh, finally started into therapy. And fortunately, she has really taken to the therapy. Um, she's only been, I believe, this will be her third time maybe this week. Um, but she knows that when she talks to her therapist, her therapist doesn't tell me. That's between them. The only time I will ever know anything that she tells her therapist is if uh, somebody is threatening to hurt her or she wants to hurt herself. Those are two important things. Those are the only two things I need to know. And being the control freak that I am, I'm freaked out about it. But it's okay because as long as she's talking to somebody and, I mean, a professional 
way better than anybody else I can think of. You know, the professional does this for a living, has been doing it for a very long time. She's very tuned in to how children are. So in hopes of helping my daughter deal with what she's got to deal with and also help modify some of the behaviors that have been coming along with uh, the, the issue that's going on at home, we're hoping that we can move through this as a family. I got therapy myself because I, I'm a mother divided right now. It's really, really hard for me. Um, there's a lot of not being able to see the forest for the trees. There's no end in sight as far as where our family dynamic will end up after all of this is said and done. And that's really hard for me being the control freak that I am being out absolutely out of control is so hard, but sometimes, and I've learned in my 44 years, sometimes you have to let go. You've got to just talk to somebody let out everything. My primary care provider, my doctor, she is freaking fantastic. I love her to death. And I was talking to her about this because I needed something for, I was having panic attacks and, and having bad anxiety um, when this all started up. And she asked me if I was seeing a therapist. And I said, well, I'm trying to get my kids into one. As soon as I get them settled, I'll start looking, but I'm not finding any anybody that I'm interested to go talk to because all of their, their biographies are not in line with the way my mind works. And she says, well, she says, I understand there's not a lot of choices in this town, whatever she goes, but I think everybody should have a psychologist, have a therapist, have somebody that they can walk into and lay it all out there on the table. And there's no judging. You have no worry about what your neighbor's going to think or what your best friend's going to think or what the woman down the street who you're not even sure that you like very much is going to think because it's a private conversation and it can help you sort through all the junk in your head. I mean, my answer to a lot of questions is go see a therapist, find somebody to talk to, find a counselor. And if you can't do that, find a friend. I mean, close friends are in freaking valuable when you're dealing with stress, depression, grief, whatever, somebody that you trust, somebody that you love, like a family member, that's not necessarily a family member because family gets very, very biased. And if your family is anything like my family, they talk about everything. So then your business is all over the family and it's no fun, but your best friend is the one that'll keep your secrets. She's the one that you could tell anything to in the world and she will keep your secrets. She'll help you hide the body, so to speak. I, you know, as moms, we're expected to handle so much on our own and everybody says, well, it's a sign of weakness if I cry. It's a sign of weakness if I go see a therapist. It's a sign of weak bullshit. It is a sign of strength when you realize that you just can't do it yourself anymore because nobody should have to do it themselves. Everybody should have a partner in crime. If you're, if you're married, it should be your husband and you should be able to share the burden with him. 
if you're not married, it's a best friend, a sister, a cousin. It's somebody that you're close to that you should be able to share the burden with. And if you don't have any of those things, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever, then find a therapist. I mean, seriously. I had my first therapy appointment last week. And uh, she actually let me go a little bit over my time because I was on a roll I was just, I, I let it all out. I let out everything I was feeling. I let out some insights I didn't even realize that I had because I started talking. And she's like, this is great. I know so much more about you than I did when you walked through the door. And, you know, and next week we'll start talking about things that you could do to help you feel better. And we'll get more of this stuff out. And I'm looking forward to it. I got lucky. I found a therapist that I like right off the bat. That's really important. If you find a counselor or a therapist and you don't click with them, you're not going to get anything from them. You're going to need to maybe try again. It's no different than if you're on antidepressants and the first one didn't work. You try it again. You know, it's no different than on an antibiotic and it doesn't work. You try a different one. Therapy is the same way. It's all a medical condition, you know. Just because it's in your head doesn't make it bad or taboo or a stigma or whatever. We've tacked so much bullshit on to mental health that nobody wants to reach out. And we wonder why some of the crazy shit that's happening in the world is happening. It's because nobody wants to talk about anything hard. Nobody wants to talk about being depressed and say, you know what, I'm depressed too. Today, before I sat down to do this podcast, I had to force myself to take a shower. I'm struggling. This last month and a half, month and three quarters, whatever the hell it's been up to this point, has been really, really hard. Uh, and I am medicated. I'm on antidepressants, and they work really well for me, but this stress is outside of the realm of my, my medication. And that's okay because I'm aware and I'm working through it, but I had to force myself to take a shower today. Like, okay, you want to record this podcast? Well, you got to go take a shower, wash your hair. You got to put yourself together. Then you could go report, record the podcast and, and do what you want to do. So I did, I, I bossed myself around so that I got in the shower today. And you know, I just want you to know that you're going to have bad days. Oh fuck. You're going to have bad weeks, bad months. I mean, crap is just insane in life. You know, we talk about how life isn't fair and you know, it's not, but you've got to learn how to deal with it in a way that keeps you moving forward. I mean, that's so important, even if it's just a baby step or a tiptoe or a hair at a time, as long as you continue to move forward, you can get through anything in life, anything, as long as you continue to move forward. I'm still trying to continue to move forward every day. Some days I get stuck in neutral, but I'm very self-aware. I'm very aware where I'm at and you need to be aware of where you're at because there will come a point when you just say, you know what? I can't take it anymore. You have to decide before your breaking point, 
to get some help because after your breaking point, it's so much harder to heal. You say things that you don't mean to say. You hurt people that you love because you're hurting. And that's what people who hurt do. They hurt other people. And it's not purposeful. But we just want to know that we're not alone. And I guess that's what I'm here to tell you today. This was kind of a really stream of consciousness podcast. But I really wanted you to know that you're not alone. That you can get through anything as long as you help put together a support system. And I know there are days when I am feeling so down and I'm like, I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to do anything. And, you know, my best friend will call and be like, hey, you want to go here? And I'm like, no, no, I got to do this. I got to do that. But really, I just want to not go anywhere and not do anything and not talk to anybody because that's what's happening. So... You know, everybody has bad days, but you build a support system because that support system won't let you sit on your ass. They won't let you fall. They won't let you hit the ultimate rock bottom if they can help it. They're there for you. They're there to help you get through and utilize that. It's hard. I don't like to ask for help, but it's sometimes you just need to. Sometimes you just need to ask for help. And, you know, I always tell uh, people on Facebook or social media, you know, my inbox is always open. You can always message me. If I can't get you or I'm sleeping, because that's amazing and it's really nice to get sleep once in a while, um, I'll get back to you when I wake up. We'll talk. I'll listen. I don't care that I'm going through hell right now because I just want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to have a support system. I want everybody to have somebody to talk to. And if we make ourselves approachable, we can help each other. We can be each other's support systems. So again, there I go wandering around, but the whole point of this podcast is you're not alone. You are not alone. There is somebody who is either going through whatever it is you're going through, has gone through whatever you're going through, is going through some stuff of their own and and, and understands your pain. You're not alone. And that is the best feeling in the world. So that's it for this podcast. Um, I don't have a transcript yet, but eventually I'll get it up because it's like I said, this was very stream of conscious. Of course, this was brought to you by the ADHD quilter, who is me, because nobody else wants to sponsor my program because they have no idea that I even exist. You can check out uh, the ADHD quilter uh, on Etsy, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, And also the ADHDquilter.com is the website, custom orders, whatever you want. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.